it also could say I'm narcissistic because there's not just me on there. <laughs> there's my face. There's my legs. There's my like, shoes. I don't got there's any my of my friends. Literally, when I was dating the doctor, people were like, are you going to post to him on your Instagram? And I'm like, no, he doesn't go with my aesthetic. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome. How's life? How's week, day 41? I don't, I've lost count of how many days we've been in quarantine, honestly. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, It's been fun. One week since you looked at me. <laughs> I know. We haven't talked, we haven't talked over uh, FaceTime in a while. Um, I'm tired oh of look, I'm still tired of looking at screens. Um, nothing's changed. Yeah. So, but we do have something new to live for, and that is the Bachelor. Listen to your heart, Loki. I think I like it better than the original Bachelor and Bachelor. I'm not surprised. Not gonna lie. I'm not surprised. It's it deals with music. That's your whole like thing. Like I'm not shocked at all. It was so bad. I was like listening. I was like, eh. Mm. Mm. Oh, she good. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's the one. If this is a competition, she's the winner. <laughs> oh my God. Who's your favorite so far? I think my favorite is Rudy. She's got a killer voice. And then out of the girls and then out of the guys, I love Ryan. Um, I think he mm-hmm. has a phenomenal voice. I think Trevor's hot. I think we all think Trevor's I love, hot. I love Trevor. I've, I have followed Trevor since he was on Vine. Oh mm-hmm. my God. He is... Mm. Mm, even Katy Perry, delicious. I mean, even Katy Perry wanted to eat him. So right, <laughs> like, like she's like, "I'll take you as a snack, thank you." Yes, he is, he is a full course meal. Like he is delicious. Who's your favorite? I kind of like Savannah. I just like her attitude and like her personality a little bit. Uh, she, I mean, she was a great singer. I think they were all pretty good. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I like Savannah too. She's the one with the nose ring. I I love Trevor. For those of you that don't know, like what "Listen to Your Heart" is, if you haven't paid attention, it's basically The Bachelor, but like music. They're trying to combine like Paradise and. What Paradise is, and then like the movie Star is Born, essentially. So we were talking before we got on here about how she kind of, Hannah likes this a little bit more than Paradise, but you never also really watched Paradise. I was explaining the difference was mainly with Paradise, like everybody kind of knows who each other already is because they were all former contestants on the previous seasons of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Most people have already usually met before or they, like they've seen them on the TV show or they've Instagram stalked them, whatever. But with this, it's fresh, all new people. So no one really knows who each other is and we don't know them either. So I kind of like that because it's not like somebody who is just there to like I mean they're all there to get famous for a purpose it's literally like if Jed had just stayed around a little bit longer he could have been on this one (laughs) I just think it's so funny exactly they saw an opportunity with Jed and they were like oh we should do that that's a that's a great idea we we can now get into the music industry yeah they were probably like oh people want to use our platform to further their careers let's make a show about it (laughs) it's actually really great marketing I also like it because I feel like there's less, there are less people to learn. I don't know. I it just see, it feels like a smaller crowd. There's not crowd. 30 girls. There's not 30 musicians. It's a smaller crowd. And so I feel mm-hmm. like it, you can form your opinions about who you like and who you don't 
mm-hmm. little bit easier than when you're having to juggle like 30 different girls, some you've never seen on the TV before. They just kind of magically appear at the rose ceremony and you're like, wait, who are you? <laughs> you've been here this whole season? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> Honestly, I get that. No, I'm 100%. I love, like low-key, I just love that there's a girl in there who does musical theater because <laughs> a girl after my own heart. I don't know who she's going to end up with, honestly, because I mean, a musical theater voice is so different it is, from yeah. like indie rock and like all those kind of styles. I feel like she probably would go good with Ryan, though, at the same time because Ryan does jazz. Mm-hmm. So oh, like that's his like voice this. is so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that they labeled Trevor as country pop now that I'm looking at it because I don't get a country vibe from him at all. Like, I, I definitely either. get Hozier vibes. Maybe that's what he called himself. All I know is that there's a ton of people from texas and nashville <laughs> on this show but then again i mean like that's where literally like all the people i feel like in music like live oh yeah nashville's like the hub the hub for yeah. music in my oh, opinion yeah. any kind of music there's so many great songwriters that live there there's so many great musicians that live there because i wouldn't like i wouldn't choose to move to like new york for music or la for music i'd choose to move to new york if i was going to do more of like off broadway or broadway or you know where those opportunities are whereas in nashville you've got everything under the sun mm. Mm-hmm. in one little place so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see i'm excited to see where the rest of this goes mainly just because i need something to live for on monday nights now and um this is now what i will be obsessing over yeah i'm uh, excited because- like it's nice to have something to look forward to again if that yeah. makes sense yeah remember when our biggest life problem was just peter being the bachelor i literally was thinking about <laughs> that the other day i was like wow it was so so easy when it was we were just annoyed with peter all the time <laughs> i miss that part of my life so much <laughs> Did you hear he was quarantining with Kelly though? Yeah, I've been. Um, I follow. I think I follow one of them on TikTok. I think I follow Kelly because I always liked Kelly. I'm saying, um, why would you follow Peter to begin with? I don't follow Peter, <laughs> um, but I did always like Kelly. And yeah, so they're like quarantining together, and everyone's like making fun of them because they're they're saying that they're trying to be like Hannah Brown and Tyler C. But I'm like, just let them do what they want to do. Like if they want to make TikToks in quarantine, let them make TikToks. Okay, we also ain't here. like I've. I fully support Hannah Brown and Trevor. Not Trevor. God. <laughs> well, that would be that although would be. I, although I could see it, I could see a, it. That could would be a it. nice one. <laughs> I fully support Hannah Brown with Tyler C. Though, so let's be real. I like agree. I, I'm not hating on that whatsoever. Same. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though. I think they had to start recasting a little bit for the Bachelorette because I saw that they were looking for more bachelors. Yeah, I heard that they did it because of the ages interesting or my original thought was quarantine like this yeah whole i just thought thing. like some of them like the schedules of everything would just mess everybody people up heard a rumor that it was because the majority of them were so young like so young compared to mm-hmm. her so i don't know i don't know what it was actually maybe people decided to opt out because of this or i don't really know yeah i assume just like people's schedules like you know True. filming yeah. schedules like you, you don't know when it's going to be and it's like well i my job was only gonna let me allow from this amount of time yeah so, that, that makes more sense um because i felt like there was a, an okay like range of ages but i don't know tyler c's best friend matt just better be on this season that way we get more of tyler c somehow True, because you know they're gonna bring him back if his oh, best yeah. friend's on oh, there yeah. especially if he gets to the hometowns you know that's gonna happen and i am i'm here for it anytime i get a chance to see tyler c it's a great day to me <laughs> 
That's so fun. So today's episode of The Gals Guide, we kind of wanted to do something a little more laid back as opposed to our most recent episodes, which have been very, very thoroughly researched and a lot of you guys involving in it, which we've had so much joy with them. And we love doing all those. And we definitely want to keep having more guests back and everything. And definitely asking you guys for a lot of your input and a lot of your confessions and things like that for our upcoming episodes. But recently, I purchased a game called We're Not Really Strangers. If you guys are familiar with it, you may have seen their Instagram. It's at We're Not Really Strangers on Instagram. And a lot of it is just about vulnerability. And it's a question game that really allows you to get to the heart and the root of your friendships with people. It's great if you are like dating someone new and you want to get to know them on a deeper level. Uh, I got it because in quarantine, I thought it'd be a really great game to play with my friends, my family, and just kind of get to know people on a deeper level than I already know them because it's shocking how much you don't know about people, especially with some of these questions that I've looked at. So a little bit about the game and who created it. Corrine is a model and artist based in LA and she created the We're Not Really Strangers card game with the intention of empowering meaningful connections with others. She built the We're Not Really Strangers platform to bring more meaningful connections to everyday life. I think this is a great game. You guys can pick it up. I think it's $30 on their website and you can, and I think it's also on Urban Outfitters website as well. We love it when Urban does stuff like that. We love that. <laughs> we love a good old Urban. But if you guys want to pick this up and play it along at home, it's really great. A lot of these questions are really thorough, but not only is it just going to be, oh, hey, let's ask me and Hannah questions and get to know us. A lot of the stuff that this cards um, ask are going to be really thoughtful questions at, that we can give you advice on and we can talk about more, talks about life experiences, connection, perceptions of things and reflection on your life. So there's a lot of great stuff from this. It's not just a get to know me and Hannah kind of thing. It is also stuff that's happened in our lives that we can now give you advice on and cover a wide range of topics. So without further ado, let's get started. I'm so excited for this. I've been like, when are we going to play the game on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) She's been dying, you guys. I'm like, I am so bored. Can we please play? (laughs) So the first card always says, reminder to let go of your attachment to the outcome. Do you think I intimidate others? Why or why not? I mean, you intimidated me when we first met because (laughs) if you don't recall our story of how Hannah and I met, I thought she was a bitch. (laughs) I still love this story. (laughs) I feel like like, you're going to give a speech at my wedding, like you and my sister, and then um, this is going to be the first thing that you say. So, you know, when I first met Hannah, I thought she was a complete and absolute bitch. Nevertheless, I let other people's judgments uh, and rumors flood and uh, my opinion of her, but I found out that she was not, and she is a delight to have around at all times, mainly just because we were both trying out for the role of Belle and Beauty and the Beast at my senior year of high school, her junior year, and I had heard rumors that this new girl, Hannah, was going to audition for the role of Belle, and she was so sure she was going to get it, and I was like, who the fuck does this Gabriella Montez think that she is coming into my theater department? <laughs> Which I think is so funny, because of course I'm going to audition for Belle. She's my favorite Disney princess, but I had no intention of getting it. Listen, that was my first time ever. In our high school theater department. And then you got called back for it along with me. And my Sharpay Evans ass came out. I was like, this girl is not about to ruin my theater department. <laughs> it was so funny. We literally were Gabriella and Sharpay. I love it so much. What, what about me? What about me? Yes. 
I think that you probably do intimidate people, but I think it's just because you have such a strong personality and you're so sure of yourself. I'm glad you, like you did. Like you didn't intimidate me, but I also kind of, when I meet new people, I'm not very good about reading people. <laughs> we know this from experiences. <laughs> so I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt, which sometimes uh, can, you know, ruin things down the line because I try and see the best in people. But so like whenever I meet new people, I'm just like, oh, you have a clean slate with me. Like we're good to go. Mm -hmm. But I do think that you carry yourself like with your shoulders back and you've, you know, you've, you know what you have your eyes on and you're Mm going to get it and you're going to you're going to get it. Um, and so I think that might be intimidating to people, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it goes back gotcha. to your Enneagram too. Gotcha. Look at that. Full we'll circle. At, full circle. <laughs> we'll look at us. We'll Who would have thought? Not, Not me. me. <laughs> what about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you? I know what it is for you is the fact that you somehow magically wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Like it's no problem. I don't understand how you do that. Yes. I don't either body clock (laughs) like how how do you have a body clock i don't get that like i mine i could get eight hours of sleep and still wake up at like 11 p.m like it will never i think for me that like all of my jobs have required me to get up at a certain at a certain time every single day and so after you do that consistently over months years your your body just kind of will naturally wake up at that time Mm -hmm. because I don't really know the science behind it, but... It's your circadian rhythm. Yeah, I guess it's just used to waking up at that time. So like today, today I did wake up at eight. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I woke I up woke before up- my alarm. So I think for you, and I, and I guess it's just because I'm not like that, is how productive you are at night. That's so strange to me because I'm the opposite. I'm most productive in the morning, which I think is why I'm a morning person and why you're more of a night person because our productivity is completely altered from each other. But I think the reason, so like being at night, it's usually after like 11 p.m. Like yeah, that's I the mean, time like at night. The wee hours of the night when my eyes are closed. Yeah. It's just because my house is quiet at that time and then no one else is awake either. So like no one can distract me. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not, your phone's not going off or, yeah. you know, X, Y, and Z. So, and I don't know, like I've always been the kind of person, my mom makes fun of me because at like 10 PM every single night, I'll get like a bolt of energy and I'm like, let's talk about this, this, and this. And she's just like, I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> like, me. me. It's like when, when the moon is up, I'm up kind of thing. So. You and, and, you I feel- and my boyfriend are the same though. Like I'll be like in my bed, just put my phone on my nightstand, ready to go, and it <laughs> lights up from both of y'all hillbillies. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh! And then you both say you both say something riveting, and I'm like, oh, now I have to like wake back up. <laughs> to have this conversation sorry we're just really it's okay i mean like during quarantine i'm kind of like whatever because i literally just have to roll out of bed make myself look presentable from the waist up and get ready for sessions so (laughs) you know it's fine it's fine if myspace were still a thing what would my profile song be it has to be like your favorite song at the current moment or like a song that describes you. Something by Lynn and Stella. I was going to um, say, got to be a Lynn and song. <laughs> she's like, she's like my jam right now. I'm so excited for her album to be released next Friday. Ooh. If it was an overall like song for you, like if I could guess like one of your favorite songs, either Needy by Ariana Grande or... My girl. <laughs> I love that or, song. 
or I mean, back in the day, it probably was Gravity by Sarah Bareilles. Honestly, anything Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> yep. So that's what it would be for you, probably. Man, I don't know. Your your song likes are all over the place. Um, but one that I think describes your personality, Dancing Queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or like a Hozier is- song if you're trying to get like emotional uh, or, or anything 1975. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Tinder profile song is Pressure by the 1975. I was going like, to say, I, I was, after yeah. I said Hozier, I was like, mm, no, actually 1975. Yeah. <laughs> Pressure by 1975 is like probably like my, if I had to pick like my all time favorite song, it would yeah. be that one for sure. What does my Instagram tell you about me? Um, that you can't stick to one aesthetic. <laughs> I don't know how you change your mind a lot. Oh that's that's gosh. what it says. It yeah. says that you are not consistent. <laughs> Wow. I know. I sent her, I sent her a picture of like my saved photos and they were all aesthetic, like the exact same, like color scheme looking beautiful. And I was like, this is what I want. And I'm like, but I literally don't know how to get this. This is what I want. Is it achievable? No, no. The answer is no. no. Um, your Instagram says that one, you're very creative because you have very creative pictures on there. Oh, thanks. And Two, you're consistent with your thing. <laughs> and it, it says that you won't just post a post. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you yeah. like you have to have a like it has to fit what you want. It also could say I'm narcissistic because there's not just me on there. <laughs> there's my face, there's my legs, there's my like, shoes. I don't got there's any my of my book. friends. Literally when I was dating the doctor, people were like, Are you gonna post to him on your Instagram? And I'm like, No, he doesn't go with my aesthetic. <laughs> That's awesome. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't my fit vibe. the aesthetic. I'm sorry. No. He doesn't fit my vibe. But no. it, but I can put him on like number 10 of a slide photo. <laughs> I'll put him on Insta stories. <laughs> it goes away after 24 hours. That's so funny. Do you think plants thrive or die in my care? Explain. In your care, they thrive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Except I did I did let Freddie die um, because he was wow. in this. So I had three plants, and one was named Freddie, one was named Prince, and one was named Junior. Freddie Prince Junior. Yes, it's great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Prince and Junior inevitably died a long time ago because uh, I had them since like I was nineteen. And Freddie recently died. He was a pothos. I think that's what they're called. The really long ones. Was that with the one the, that you had in your apartment? Mm-hmm. It like was probably six feet long yeah it was yeah really long yeah um and then i when i moved back home uh he was in a room that did not get much i did not go in as much it wasn't my bedroom so he you know inevitably died but now i have a new one it is another pothos and i don't have a name for it so if anybody wants to name my plant please let me know you will get a shout out on the next episode heck yeah You, um, they probably die because, uh, I've never seen a single green thing in your apartment, your bedroom, anything around you. I have three in here right now. They're all fake. (laughs) I can't even keep like a cactus alive. Really? Like I have an aloe plant that's thriving. Do I ever touch it? No. I have two plants downstairs and the reason they're living is because my mother, I, which is so funny because my air plant. Air plants can die. I have an air die. plant. So there you go. My boyfriend, um, his family like gardens. So they have a mm-hmm. they have a garden. They grow like melons and tomatoes and everything. And he was like, you're going to have to like figure that out like ASAP because <laughs> we're going to grow our own vegetables. And I was like, okay, well, I might like have to give that to you or because we won't have vegetables. 
Otherwise, yeah, you know, we're just going to be eating straight up processed food. It's fine. On a scale of one to 10, how messy do you think my car is? One being cleanest, 10 a complete disaster and explain. Yours is a one because one, you haven't been in your car um, recently because where would you go besides Starbucks? <laughs> Two, um, you, there, every time I get in there, there's no trash whatsoever and you probably vacuum your car out. I take it to, to someone to vacuum. I pay the like $20 at the car wash <laughs> to like get them to do everything for me. I cannot even tell you the last time I got my car washed. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Mm, I'm going to go with like a seven. Right now, the outside is filthy because pollen, but the inside is fairly clean because I had it fixed recently and they cleaned out my car when I had it fixed. Uh, So Good. Well, the reason I said a seven is because anytime I get in Emily's car, there's about five different outfits for five different occasions. (laughs) And so I could like change and go somewhere and like I could go to like a wedding. I could go to a party. I could go to the pool. (laughs) I saw Crazy Rich Asian. And there's one character, it's Aquafina's character. She has in the trunk of her car, like different uh, outfits for different occasions with like the label on it and everything. And I was like, I'm doing that. Like, I never know if I'm going to sweat through a shirt or if I'm going to spill coffee because I am a klutz. I don't drink coffee, but I could spill something on me. I don't know. And I need to have different shoes. What if I go out one night? Not that that's happened recently, but what if I go out one night? I spend the night at somebody's place. I don't want to wear heels the next morning, so I got tennis shoes. Like, I'm ready to go, man. Like, give me an occasion. Give me an event. And I got something for it in my car. I mean, it's genius. Do I look kind? Explain. Yes, I think you look kind. Okay. <laughs> I was worried at first. Because <laughs> people yeah. say they, people think like when they like they they're like the first impression of me is that I'm a bitch. So and I'm like, do I have like that bad of a resting bitch face? Like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think okay. I think you look kind. I think you have a nice smile and a very like welcoming face Thanks. you have a shit ton of friends like you know what i mean like that's the leo that's the leo right there this is true yeah you i think you look kind you look young you look healthy you look like you look like you have lots of friends i used to <laughs> you cut them all out i did i did uh my my own choice uh but you know it's, it's okay fine. do you think i fall in love easily why or why not <laughs> We all know the answer. I think to we this all know one. the answer to this one. Um, you know. So next, cool. We know the answer for both of us. Yeah. Cool. So, anyways, uh. as a child, what do you think I wanted to be? A singer. Like <laughs> from the day you probably spoke, you were like, "I have a voice, and I am going to use it." And I have everybody- a voice, and I'm going to sing. Dang it! <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I wanted to be. I didn't know I wanted to be an actress until I didn't was. Didn't you want to be like a vet or a doctor or something? I wanted to have so many jobs as a kid. I did not know I wanted to be an actress until I was nine when I was cast in my first play and then I saw how addicting the spotlight was and I was like I must always be in it I remember like in the seventh grade I wanted to be a cop and not seventh grade I'm sorry when I was seven years old I wanted to be a cop I also I did want to be a vet but then I'm also like highly allergic to animals and I also wanted to be a fashion designer but actress somehow seemed more plausible and (laughs) realistic in some way but i kind of yeah we i feel like we both have always known what we wanted to be did you ever think you would be a speech pathologist though no 
Not until I changed my major, but yeah, no, I never, I never, that was never something on the list. I thought I would be a teacher. So I guess in a way it's similar, but Mm -hmm. yeah. What compliment do you think I hear the most? You have a great voice. Your, uh, what is it? Your, what is it when you switch from your chest voice to your head voice? Oh, my, uh, falsetto. No, 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 no. Like when you, um, I don't know music terms. (laughs) When you, your your flip, your flip. Oh, my flip from my chest to my head voice. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I I know what you're talking about, though. Because everybody, like, I showed one of Hannah's videos to the guy I'm seeing right now, and because he's also a singer, and he was like, oh, she has a really good flip, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her then, she was like, yeah, everybody always says that. So, yes, that, something about your voice. Yours is probably one of two things, either your skin, how yeah. how nice your skin looks always, or your um, comedic tendencies. <laughs> it's the skin one. <laughs> it's always the skin one. People are always like, oh she's my always God. like, oh my gosh, this girl commented on my skin today. What do you use? She said, what do you use? How do you get your skin to look like that? Someone always, the people always ask me, they're like, how does your, like, what foundation do you have on? Like, your skin looks amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I have foundation on, but that's not what makes my skin look great. It's like everything else I do. So, like, here's like my five step, like, skincare routine if you really wanted to know. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, that's like the thing I, like, strangers will even say it to me. So, what do you think my go to karaoke song is? Well, it always wants to be something from High School Musical. Yes. But we can God. never, we can never find it on the list. So, they need to get their shit together and get the High School Musical soundtrack up on karaoke. You've done uh, Toxic, right? Didn't we do Britney Spears' song? No, it was Lucky. Yes. Um, was lucky. I'm trying to think of what you did the last time we went out. That was so long ago. I cannot remember. I don't think I did anything because that was the night that we went out with the doctor. No, didn't y'all sing Mulan? Something from no. Mulan? Nope. Oh, I, maybe I made that up in my head. So it always <laughs> wants to be High School Musical. Yes. It would also probably be Fergalicious. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, because I can do the little um, rap part to it. Yours is um, Love on Top from, by Beyonce. Literally any. Yeah, anything by Beyonce, Crazy in Love. Yeah. Remember that time I did Crazy in Love and that guy yes, came and up and some rapped? guy like, jumped up to do the Jay-Z part. <laughs> <laughs> that literally made my entire life. Your next one should be um, The Way by uh, Ariana. Ugh. That should be your next one. Love that one. What character would I play in a movie? I'm going to go just base. I'm just going to base it off of actress. Like who, what actress I think would play you in a movie okay. because I've thought about it because I've written Hannah into a lot of my... <laughs> A lot of my shows and films. I had always kind of, which it's not because she looks like you because she doesn't look like you at all. Uh, It's just based off personality wise would be Lily James from Baby Baby Driver and Mamma Mia and Cinderella. Yeah her just because you had the same like energy or like amanda seyfried like yes. that kind of vibe what i mean we all know who would play me in a movie besides me if it wasn't me i actually don't know like i always want to say anna kendrick yeah I, that's why i always say it, it would be anna kendrick just because so much alike it's crazy <laughs> yeah so i got i always just say anna kendrick or emma stone yeah because i've gotten emma that stone. before yeah yeah what do you think is the hardest part of what i do for a living well i think there's like several different things one, trying to do it all by yourself. Two, collaborating with others and allowing them to take on responsibilities and contribute because you like to be in control 
of things. And so delegating, I think delegating tasks for you is probably hard. Yeah. And just like write, and just like writing a whole entire freaking TV show or movie, like I couldn't do that. So you would, it would be the patience you have to have with children. I have zero. So I could not imagine that. I know a lot of my friends who work with kids. That's always what I say because I, I could never be a teacher. I could never be somebody that works with kids just because I just get so frustrated. I've had to work with children before, like in plays that I've been in, and it's not fun. I also just don't like kids. So... This is true. <laughs> so that and then for music, it would be honestly like this sounds so random, but like when you write music, you have to rhyme and I hate rhyming. Like I'm not good at rhyming. I'm not good at poetry. I'm not yeah, good at that part. I don't like the rhyming part either. Sometimes I'm just like, eh, <laughs> screw it. It doesn't need to rhyme. It's fine. That's why I never wrote a ch- uh, children's book because most of them rhyme. This is true. Who do you think my celebrity crush is? Well, if you haven't watched the TikTok, um, <laughs> then I would just, I'm just going to redirect you to her TikTok about yes. all of the famous men, but obviously Nick Jonas would probably be at the top of the list. So Yes. Currently right now it's Penn Badgley because oh, he is so him. attractive. Yes. So. Yes. You, it's Nick Jonas. It always will um, be. It always will be. It will never <laughs> be anything else but Nick Jonas. And your boyfriend's had to live with that. Oh yeah. He was like, I really don't want you to go to the concert because you're going to be on the floor and like you might get to touch him. I was like, oh, I did, honey. I touched his bicep and I am <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> I've given, so this question is, what was your first impression of me? I, I've got, we already know my first impression of you. What was your first impression of me? I just thought you were a theater girl. <laughs> I don't know if I should be insulted or what. <laughs> I don't know, like, as much as I want to remember, like, I, for some reason, like, cannot remember the first, like, conversation that we had. I remember that I, like, I sat, when we were at auditions, like, I sat with my friend from, our mutual friend who listens to the podcast, she knows who who she is. Um, We sat together because we were in chorus together, and Mm -hmm. you were sitting with one of the other members of the Sexy Six, and y'all kept, like, looking at us. And so I just felt like, (laughs) I just kind of felt the daggers. (laughs) but i was like oh these theater girls they don't want us chorus kids up in here like no we didn't we didn't yeah so i don't i don't know like i'm trying to remember because i feel like we didn't initially hang out like it took us a while to get to the group that we had yeah Um, because i remember hanging out with like some other people and then somehow it all got mixed in and then we all started hanging out together Mm so so now we're gonna move on to level two which is a little bit deeper and it's about connection have you ever told someone i love you but didn't mean it if so, why? Yes. Uh, my first boyfriend, uh, because I thought I knew he was going to break up with me and I didn't want him to. And I knew the only reason he was breaking up with me is because he didn't want to go to prom. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, other than that, I, like I always said, like I have, that's the only thing. It was more like, I didn't know what love was and it was just like a, oh, I care for you kind of thing. But I have only told somebody once that I love them and it was the doctor and he was in the middle of breaking up with me. So other than that, no one's ever told me they love me. So that's great. (laughs) But I kind of live with the motto of like, you know, everybody likes to be told that they're that they're loved. And if I feel that strongly that I do feel that way about somebody, like I do want to tell them. I have not ever done that. As much as I would consider myself someone who falls in love easily, I've truly only been in love two different times. And I told both of those people that, and I did mean it. So I like 
I mean, I had like little relationships throughout those two people, but I never got to, we never got to a point where I felt comfortable saying that. I would say that I'm quick to say it in a relationship. Like the minute I feel it, I just say it. I don't really care if the other person has or has not said it. I was going to ask, do you usually wait for the other person to say it first or do you say it? Does it not matter? For the guy I'm currently dating, no. Like I told him, I'm pretty sure I told him first. I was like 15. I don't even think I knew what love was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my ex I think he he definitely told me first and I was like really taken aback by that and it was like way too early do you think it can be too early sometimes yeah I think so I think it's a I think it's a powerful feeling um but like I said I feel like if you feel it and you don't think you're like you're not saying it just to keep someone around then I feel like it's fine to say but if you're just saying it so that they'll stay then I don't think that's a good idea because you're just gonna get hurt in the long the long run so yeah Yeah, no, absolutely. What are you still trying to prove to yourself? That I'm a good songwriter (laughs) (laughs) slash musician. (laughs) And yeah, I get that. I get that. Probably the same for me that I'm a good writer and that like it's not, I I belong here. I belong where I am and I deserve to get there and that I will get to where I want to be. It just takes time and it doesn't happen overnight. And you have to work hard. You're not just born with talent. You have to actually train and work and do a lot of stuff to get where you want to be in life. If you could get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Selfishly? Like the guy I'm currently seeing and talking to. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, that's the only thing I can think of at the current moment. I mean, probably maybe my, maybe my dad more. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in his mind half the time. <laughs> but yeah. I like to know the person that I've been talking to every single day of quarantine a little bit better and more. I know, I know, I know a pretty good much about him, but I would like to know him even more. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say the same thing. Uh, my boyfriend, I mean, we know each other. We've been dating for over a year now and, but I always feel like there's so much more that I can learn about him and him, mm-hmm. me. So yeah, probably the same thing. What's the most pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical? Probably heartbreak. Well, yeah. I don't know. I would say heartbreak with my ex. Um, that was, I was, I was hurt for a very long time. Even though I'm the one that ended it, it was just, uh, I was feeling all of the feelings that I didn't let myself feel for four and a half years. I think another time would be when I didn't get into the school of music at the university I went to. And then when I went all the way to Nashville to audition for Belmont and still didn't get in. And so for me, that was like a jab at my confidence as a musician. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why I am the way I am now and why I Mm -hmm. have why I second guess myself so much because those people didn't see potential in me so like Mm -hmm. why should I see potential in myself I guess so because you're your biggest fan (laughs) if you don't believe in you no one else will yeah I'm I'm in a better Mm -hmm. place now but like when I when I was fresh in college oh man I like to sing for a while you're also younger too and like you're yeah not you were used to getting a lot of parts that you wanted Yeah, I wasn't used to no's. I mean, I was from like American Idol and like the musical and like, so I mean, I had my fair share of no's, but like somebody telling me I couldn't pursue that as my career in Mm -hmm. that, in that fashion, Mm -hmm. I think was what really like hit home for me was that like, they didn't think I was good enough to spend my four years of college training to be a vocalist. So Mm -hmm. that was what hurt, I think, the most, especially the Belmont one, because I was able to do like a pop 
contemporary major there. And so it was more of what I wanted to do, although it was like Mm. more on the like Christian side of things. Um, It like becoming like a, I don't really know exactly where I would have gone with that major, but it was still, it was still a genre that I was comfortable with. And I didn't get picked. And I mean, I know it was a, it's a very prestigious school. Like I got into the school, like I could have gone, I could have transferred to Belmont, but I didn't want to transfer there and not be in the program. So I just stayed at my university. But gotcha. what about you? Mine would have to be heartbreak because as far as like career wise and like writing wise, I mean, I, I got into the grad school that I really wanted to get into. Um, and I have dealt with career rejection. I, I've always, I think being raised in theater, you are able to handle rejection a lot better sometimes because it, you you know that you're not going to get cast and everything. You, you know that you're going to hear a thousand no's before you hear a yes. And so by doing that, it allowed me to have very thick skin so if I never got a part that I wanted or anything like that like I was like okay well that, that's not that's not meant for me then and would just move on like I've always been able to say I, I can handle rejection career-wise very well there's been many fellowships I've applied for that I really wanted many internships that I did not get and I was like okay well that's just not the path I'm supposed to be on I think with relationships it's a lot harder because you're not just reject because like with career-wise you're rejecting my work and what I think that I can create when it's a relationship it, you're just rejecting me entirely like who I am as a person and I was trying to think between the two times I've been like severely heartbroken from a relationship between the doctor and then the guy from college and I would probably say it's so hard to decide because your body doesn't actually remember pain what do you think um I mean I didn't really get to see you after the guy from college but I was there when things fell apart for the other and I've never Mm -hmm. seen you that upset ever in my entire however many years I've known you so I think that one was a more like visceral response yes I think the other set you up for not failure but like set you up to (laughs) say that sounded really bad like set you up (laughs) to like second guess yourself and your ability to be vulnerable with other people with the first guy. Yeah. That, that, I think that one hurt you more in the sense of like being able to... In the long run. Yes. Being able to let down your walls and being able to connect with somebody else on that manner. Because up until the doctor, like you hadn't really done that 100% no. with anybody. So I think he hurt you in the long run, but this one hurt you. Because I had done the thing that I had never really been able to do before and then when I did it Mm -hmm. someone didn't like it yeah and then rejected me for it and I will say probably just like physically like wise like I had never had a reaction like that to where like I called someone like literally after it happened and fell to my knees like in public like was crying in public (laughs) on top of that yeah when that happened I was like holy cow what is happening (laughs) yeah because I've never seen I barely see you cry and then you in public crying tears I was like oh my gosh so yeah I've yeah I'd probably say that one yeah because I like I literally I could feel it like in my body when that happened what is a dream you've let go of see i know what your answer is going to be for this one but i guess being an egot um that i'm not gonna have an emmy grammy oscar and a tony because <laughs> i'm not gonna be a broadway actress let's face it <laughs> but um i mean i will say when i was a kid like i wanted to be like hillary duff i wanted to have my own tv show and then i wanted to have a very hit record as well too and i don't think i will ever become a singer now like for sure just because i don't care enough to pursue yeah. that part of my life like i don't care enough to be 
do to care about music. I still want to act. I don't care about it as much as I do with writing because I know that that is a great foundation for me to get into the door. But I, I mean, I will say like, I don't act as much as I used to. That hasn't been my main priority, but that's because like grad school won't let you. But I also just don't have inspiration to act in the area that I'm in right now. I want to do more film than I want to do theater. Like, I feel like part of it is like the dream to be a pop star because <laughs> that's like not going to happen because I don't feel like that is who I am. I feel like I would do better more with like styles like Maggie Rogers and Lynn Stella and Leon who are well known but not like Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift well known. Like I don't want to go mm-hmm. on tour one day and put on a show like that if that makes to sense. To that scale. To that scale, to that. Like I don't think that's that that totally used to be my dream. I mean, I would go to Taylor Swift concerts and I'd be like, "Yep, that's mm-hmm. going to be me one day coming out in 15 different outfits on a freaking flying carpet and, you know, with background like, dancers. With background dancers and and then I as I am growing older, you know, I've seen Banks and I've seen Lennon or, well, <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> we were going to see Lennon. We Lennon. were going to see Lennon. But, you know, you watch you watch their videos of them performing and we've seen Maggie and we've seen, you know, all of these more like not one man bands, but like they have their, you know, their little band and they, they mm-hmm. do their thing. And th- I think that's more my vibe now mm-hmm. than it was a couple of years ago. But what were you going to mm-hmm. say? That it would be. That. Oh. That you wanted to probably be like Ariana Grande, like level pop star. Yeah. 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 I just, I don't see that in my future. So I'm going to stop trying to reach for that, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? I have no idea. What would you say? A lesson that took me a long time to unlearn is that it's okay to probably to express your emotions. Oh, <laughs> that's a good and one. It's okay to cry. That's a good it's one. okay to be vulnerable. It's okay um, because your feelings are always valid, which is what we always say. So yeah, because I learned that I was taught that it was not not my parents or anybody, but just by society and like by like people I was surrounded myself with. And the I was taught it because I was ridiculed when I was when I did do it. And so unlearning that that behavior, how they reacted to my emotions, was that was invalid. Their their reaction was invalid. Right. How I felt was not. I'm trying to think like I feel like the one thing that I resonate with with this is unlearning like being a perfectionist and that perfectionism gets you to where you want to be because like especially in high school I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like the perfect student mm-hmm. and be the perfect mm-hmm. um, candidate for college applications and do X, Y, and Z clubs and be the president of X, Y, and Z clubs and <laughs> I you didn't know, do any of that. <laughs> I spent I spent the majority of my high school years at the school before and after like I did I did everything I was at the school but I was there for theater I was yeah. doing late night theater practices um I yeah. did not try hard with my grades yeah or I didn't like I didn't know people studied for the SAT <laughs> girl <laughs> I, I, I hated I the got, SAT that was so dumb I still got a 1400 something something like that Heck I don't yeah. know Heck yeah. uh, but, master, uh, master at guessing you know it's fine <laughs> It's what it is. I mean, half of those words we've never heard in our entire life. Nope. And they're like, oh, no, oh match it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, C looks good. What made my SAT scores high was the writing portion. Because I took, I took, a, so when you get diagnosed like with ADHD or like any learning disability, they try to do like an IQ test, which I will say IQ tests are not always accurate. When I took it, they said that my reading, I was 14 years old. So I was in the ninth grade. They said my reading comprehension was of an average ninth grader. My math skills were of a sixth grader, but my writing skills were of a college sophomore. So 
um, that's when everybody was like, she should be a writer. Like, I mean, all my life, that's what I was told is she needs to be a writer. She should be a writer. So yeah, that was, all, that was what made my SAT scores high. It was, I think like out of 800, I got like 700 something yeah. on the writing portion. Yeah. Yeah. But just like letting go of that, like perfectionism mindset, which has been yeah. hard, but I'm, I feel like I'm much better at it now than I was. Mm-hmm. What are you more afraid of failure or success and why? Failure, hands down, because I have, there's, uh, if I, if I'm, if I'm not in film, there's nothing else that I want to do. I will be severely depressed and I have to, there is no plan B. There's only plan A. Like, that's it like I want to be successful and everybody's like oh my god like I would never want to be famous I'm like that's just a price you have to pay to do what I want to do like I've accepted that that's what's going to if I was to get to the level that I want to be at like that's just something that's going to happen it's inevitable and so like I'm just like yeah I will no longer have privacy okay so yeah I'm already not very open to begin with so it's not so I'm, it's cool. It's fine. What about you, though? A little of both, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm comfortable where I am. And so being successful in my music would uproot my life to an extent. Um, it would change things. And that scares me a little bit. But also failure because like, I don't want to pursue something wholeheartedly and then it all fail and crumble. And then what was the point? So I think I think for me, it's definitely a little bit of both. So this one I'm going to ask you because I cannot answer it. Okay. Technically. How would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? I've been in love, but I've been, it's been unrequited. I've never had it reciprocated. So my definition is going to be very pessimistic <laughs> and I'm hoping I'm yours curious. is not. What is yours? <laughs> Distracting. Wow. That's a really hard one. I would say overwhelming, but not with like a negative connotation. Overwhelming in the sense that like, I don't even know if there's a way to positively say overwhelming, but like euphoric. Yeah, maybe that's a, maybe that's a better one. Like it's just, especially where I am now, like it is a feeling that I cannot describe in words and it is something that I hope never goes away and only becomes stronger. So like a good overwhelming euphoric out of this world. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really hard. I don't know if I can truly describe it with one word because I don't really know if I can put into words like indescribable. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that I think is refreshing for the year. What's been your happiest memory this past year? Because we need the happiness right now more than ever. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've had a lot of little happy moments. I feel like everything was going really well and then Corona, but I don't know, like celebrating my one year and anniversary was dating anniversary was fun I don't really know like I feel like I spent a lot of this year working and then I was really excited for March and then just kinda... but from March last year till now oh I thought you meant from the beginning of 2020 no I'm gonna I'm gonna say from March last year till now that changes things it changes nothing for me <laughs> I'm still gonna go with our dating anniversary and then probably the Maggie Rogers concert not gonna lie I, even though we were both super stressed <laughs> We were like, why do we buy tickets? But then when we got there and then we were able to get bands and be right up front, like literally in the front row, I was like, heck yes. And I just like that. That concert was amazing. And that was a blast. The Jonas Brothers concert. Oh, duh. We touched the Jonas Brothers concert. The Jonas. I got to fucking touch Nick Jonas. We were so we were so close. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. that that one. That's a hand because my from March last year till now was shit. I dated the doctor like it was not fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hands down. The Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah. Those two concerts and then my dating anniversary. That's three. But, you know, whatever. New Year's New Year's Eve was a blast. I do like New Year's Eve now. New Year's Eve is always I, fun. It's a good time with hate, us. I used to hate New Year's Eve. I used Me to too. hate it. And then we and then we were like, we should do something. And then I was like, wait, 
Yeah, we should do something really fun next year. Like, we should go somewhere new. You should come to L.A. Hopefully, I'm there. <gasps> Wait, that would be so fun. There you go. That's We're going to make this happen. You'd be, one of the last, you'd be one of the last people to ring in the new year because, like, the only people left after the um, West Coast would be, like, uh, Hawaii. Oh, I'm already going to start planning how I'm going <laughs> to save. Let me, let me move there first. Hold on. <laughs> You're going to. It's fine. Listen, we're manifesting. We're manifesting we our New Year's Yes, Eve. yes. <laughs> What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? How bad do I want it? Is I it would it? say ditto. Is it worth it? Is it Can worth I twerk it? it? Can you twerk it? Twerk it? <laughs> Can I put it in the back and reverse it? <laughs> yeah, how bad? And because I try to not keep that mindset sometimes because it's refreshing. I was talking to my therapist today. It's refreshing because seeing other professional writers struggle to write and be creative right now, like admitting that on like Twitter and everything is refreshing because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like as an amateur, like I still like me not being productive makes me feel better that a professional is also not being productive. And like, I'm not alone in that feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like the world is really testing everyone right now. So that's probably also why you're like going back to that question too. Yeah. Being in quarantine, if you could have it your way, who would you be with? Where would you be? And what would you be doing? I know you're not going to say what I want you to say, but it's fine. Well, if I could have two different situations, <laughs> one would be a girl's trip with Emily because we we're planning one and we don't know if it's going to happen now. And I'm really bummed because we've done it, what, the past like two or three years now where we've gone Something to, like that. to the, yeah. So I'm really bummed about that. So especially if you're going to move without us getting to go, I'm going to be really salty. So I'll just have to girl's <laughs> trip to LA. It's fine. Another situation would be hanging out with my boyfriend I really, we were really wanting to go to the beach. So I just really want to go to the beach. <laughs> I just want to go to the beach. Like, man, like. If I could travel back in time, the, I would be with you in Charleston at the Darling Oyster eating yes. <laughs> oysters and crab and shrimp and then getting drunk that night. That was the best day. Yes, that and was a great day. Was that day. the same day that we made candles? Yes. Like, that we was went a, to Candlefish. That was a day. We went to Candlefish. We made our own candles. And then we went to the We rode the in Bel the back of the bike. The bike yep. carriages. <laughs> yep. We went to the Belmont and had a drink at the pink, um, the Camilla's pink room or whatever. It's an all pink room in this one hotel. And then we went and had oysters, clams, crab legs, shrimp at the Darling Oyster. And then we went out and got drunk. And it was a grand day. Like, it was a great like, day. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Our girls trip. I'm irritated. Because that was, that was so much fun. Like, that was probably... The best girl strip we've had. Yeah, like, I love yeah. going to Wilmington, but like Charleston. I love Charleston. Charleston is a place, Charleston. man. I love it. Yeah, the food is, oh God, that's, that's, I miss, I'm, I hate cooking. Like, I, I well, hate and cooking. Like, and takeout hasn't been that great. Like, no. As much as I want to support all of these places, like, they're struggling because so many people are ordering their food and they're running out of things. And so, like, the quality is not the same as, like, and it's just not the same experience as like sitting in yeah. the restaurant and like doing all yeah, of that. Like, so. that's, I love going out to eat because it's an experience, especially when you go downtown and eat at these like small restaurants. Like one of my favorite pizza places in town, like they make like Neapolitan style um, pizzas. Like, and they'll be honest, they're like 
we don't usually do takeout because our pizza is not good when, by the time you get it home because it's it's better when it's fresh, hot off the plate because that's just how pizza just gets chewy if you yeah, like, it does. wait too long. And, but now they're doing takeout just to make money and everything like that. And I'm like, no, I love your restaurant. Like I miss going out to eat. I miss the experience, getting dressed up to go out and everything like that. Like I just miss the activity Mm-hmm. Of going out to dinner and everything like that. So, what is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? My weirdness. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, same. I used to not want to be the weird kid. I hated that part of myself. I was like, why am I not normal? Like, I feel like, because it's just, I am conditioned to know when I am. I, when I'm acting weird I, or like if I'm acting like needy, I think I start believing that I'm being annoying, but that's not the case. But that's just what I was conditioned to believe. And also my drive. I don't want to, um, my determination, my perseverance. My mom said one of her fondest memories of me was when I was learning how to tie my shoes. I couldn't get it right. I was having a really hard time with it. And she was like, it's okay. You can stop and take a break. And I told my mom, I looked her dead in the eyes. I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I looked her dead in the eyes. I said, no, mom, I'm going to persevere. <laughs> you probably had just learned that in school or something. <laughs> probably. <laughs> she said, it was, she was like, ever since that moment, you have been stubborn ever since. <laughs> What title would you give this chapter in your life? Quarantine. <laughs> I was about to say isolation, quarantine, waiting, waiting. What is the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to you? I know what it is for me. What is it for you? Being touched by a ghost. So for those that don't know this story, I'll give a little story time. So my Nana, my mother's mom, has a Ouija board because my mom used to play with it when she was a kid, apparently. And my mom never followed like the rules of the Ouija board. So there's probably like spirits all up in her, um, her child house. But I told our mutual friend one day that my Nana had a Ouija board and she'd always wanted to play with one. And I was like, well, let's go back to her house and play with it. Now we didn't sit there and ask like to speak to anybody or anything like that. Like we were very smart. We're not dumb. And we asked her like stupid questions. We were like, how many boys like my friend so-and-so? And it spelled out my guy friend's name. Well, it, spelled out, it said two. And then it, and we asked one of the names of the guys and it spelled out my guy friend's name. And we were like, oh, that's cool. We thought he liked her anyways. And then I asked, what's the name of the second one? And it spelled out whore. And I'm not shitting you guys. Like, I'm dead serious when I say this. When it spelled that out, I felt fingers like trickled down the back of my spine and I like kicked my head back and started cackling like a cackle not like my normal smoker's laugh like a full-on like witch cackle and then I finally stopped and I was like yo that was not my laugh and we immediately said goodbye and everything like that but like I was sitting up against a wall like there is, it, you know what fingers going down the back of your spine feels like. Like, yeah. it didn't feel like, it wasn't like a, ooh, shiver. It was like, I, like, feel someone tickling my back. Like, it was very distinct. And that's unexplainable to me. Therefore, ghost. <laughs> ghost, always. <laughs> I don't really think I have one, but, yeah. So now we're moving on to level three, which is reflection. What do you think my defining characteristic is? Your passion or like your motivation or your drive like that's what I think I would say what do you think it is probably I don't know (laughs) that or like my quirkiness like my weirdness yeah for you it's your warm heart (laughs) my motherly love (laughs) yes (laughs) I felt gross saying that (laughs) 
Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I found mine? Yes and yes. Me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, same for you. I think you need to trust your music instincts a little bit more, though. I always say that, but that's just me. What do you recommend I let go of, if any? Your fear of vulnerability. You need to trust yourself more. <laughs> I like how we just like started singing our answers. <laughs> I'm sure that felt... That's, that felt... Wow, what? I'm sure that sounded amazing in your earbuds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. What do you think my weakness is? Your boyfriend. <laughs> I was going to say Chick-fil-A, but I think we were supposed to get a little bit deeper. <laughs> Your weakness is a guy giving you attention. It don't matter yeah. who it is. <laughs> if yeah. it is a boy and they are giving said attention, that's your weakness. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Like, I'll admit that straight up. I am a fuck boy. And <laughs> uh, yours is critique. Mm. You don't like when people critique you. No, but I but I do. It's like one of those like love-hate relationships. I'm like, please, but like also don't at the same time. What do you wish you could tell your younger self? <laughs> don't give up and try again. I think that if I could go back into like my college years, which is not really my younger self, but it's sort of is. It is younger. I would tell myself to try again to get into the music school and try for a different major because I think I could have gotten in if I had auditioned for a broader major I picked something Mm -hmm. very specific and um was told by several of the music majors if I had gone another path I probably would have gotten in so I wish I would have told myself that it's okay to be behind and sometimes it takes more than four years and I wish I would have tried again so don't give up yeah for me um and I said this on my Instagram story the other night it is um to stop I would tell my younger self to stop caring about what other people think Mm -hmm. because it's none of your business and it doesn't matter um you can't control what other people think they're gonna say whatever they want to say they're gonna talk shit if they want to what's most important is the fact that you had to live with yourself for the rest of your life like it's just you it's just you all you got is you and so you need to be able to rely on yourself and love yourself in order to make it through everything and that's the only person's love that matters what has this conversation taught you about yourself that i have a lot of issues (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) that i that i can actually um think deeper sometimes i feel like whenever i participate in conversations with people i kind of stay more surface level and so i think this podcast even with my boyfriend he today i said you know i carry around a lot of like a a lot of worry and like guilt and stuff and he's like why do you think that and i'm like i don't know and he's like what the heck like dig a little deeper you do know and so i think i just um i like to be more surface level because i i think it's my way vulnerable i don't know like maybe like low-key but i also just like don't like to think about it like I don't like to analyze myself and so so I I think starting this podcast has really made me realize that about myself it's something that I didn't Mm. really know like I don't I don't voice my opinions as much I don't I shy away from conversations about topics that make me uncomfortable like I stay very surface level. I feel like with you and my boyfriend and then my other friend from college, like I'm more not like more. I thought you were going to say something else. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say between you and my boyfriend, y'all both speak y'all's minds. Like when no one even wants well, to know it. it you do. <laughs> and so you've kind of forced me to uh, enter that world, <laughs> even though I don't want to. But I'm like, here's my opinion on jackfruit and why you should care. Yeah, and I'm like, holy cow, what? <laughs> But like with you two and then another friend from college, I feel like I'm most vulnerable. I think I pick and choose 
who I'm willing to open up to. But even with y'all, like sometimes I hold back a little bit. So there's this one dare card because there's some dares in here, but there's like some of them like we can't do because we're in quarantine. But one of them is give each other nicknames. And I just wanted to pull that one out because I really wanted to talk about how when we were in Charleston last year, Hannah randomly called me her little uh, honey biscuit, (laughs) something like that. And then I was like... What? <laughs> and then she called me a waffle cone. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Because I, I called her like, I was like, um, I called you like a sugar plum. I was like, nothing nothing but a sugar, like, don't worry about a sugar plum. Like, something like that. And you were like, yeah, little biscuit. I was like, a biscuit. <laughs> Listen, nicknames are not my forte. I am not good at them. And I was like, you couldn't give me something like sweet? like, And then I little, changed it like, to a little, waffle cone. I was like, a little cupcake. And she was like, oh, waffle cone (laughs) that makes me think of the stupid banana pudding video that you have of me oh lord i will put that on instagram story she has so much blackmail on me like she was like send me videos of us and i was like i literally have zero i don't take videos and emily's like i have so many and i'm like awesome what do you think i should know about myself that perhaps i'm unaware of oh god that your opinion does matter for you i feel like it would be along the lines of like in relationships people do want to get to know you and that by letting your walls down that's how they're going to get to know you on a deeper level i don't really even know if that answers the question but that's where i went why do you think we met i guess because we were supposed to be friends Because I don't know how else I would have met you. I almost didn't audition for Beauty and the Beast. Imagine. I would have been really sad. My life would have been so much easier. Wow. (laughs) I probably would have still been friends with the same high school friend group that I was uh, with, but I'm not anymore. But, you know. I don't know who I'd be friends with. I I honestly, probably, because you're the only person from high school I still talk to. Honestly, I'd probably still be a sorority gal. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. No, no, no. No, no. I tried to convince her, like, because you rushed her sorority. And it was so last, like, I literally signed up the day before the deadline to sign up. It was a last minute decision because one of my friends told me to. And I was like, okay, why not? And I told her, I'm like, you're not going to like it. I know you. You're not going to like it. You're going to hate every second of it because you did not like going out. You did not like partying. You Mm -hmm. did not like doing all that stuff, especially at that age. You did not like a lot of those things. I was very (laughs) anti-college for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she didn't listen to me and then she signed up and pledged anyways and then I was like okay and then you were like I don't like being their DD I don't like doing all this stuff they go out during the week and I'm like I told you yeah, I know and then I wrote a letter and was like I quit <laughs> <laughs> what do you think our most important similarity is our drive and also our sense of humor yeah I'd probably say the same thing yeah, especially our sense of humor this is a great one since we have a podcast that gives out advice um what am i most qualified to give advice about boy screwing you over (laughs) fair enough fair enough um you um how to be in a healthy relationship i try how to break how to break up with people (laughs) true i am pretty good at that i I will toot my own horn Uh, hopefully i'll never have to do that again so if we were in a band, what would our name be? I feel like it would be what we originally were going to call this podcast. True. That's a very band name. For those of you that don't know, the gal's guide was almost where the tits. And then we changed it because that didn't tell you anything about this show. It just, no, it just didn't. Told. It just kind of tooted our own horns a little bit. 
And it's, it was a saying that I always said. Yeah. Because I always said, like, oh, that's the tits. Like, it's the tits. Yeah. Stuff like that. It didn't tell you anything about what this show was or right. yeah. who the audience was or anything like that. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know what else. I'm not a good band name person. I would always just, like, want to go by my own name. Based on what you learned about me, does my social media accurately reflect who I am? Why or why not? It's starting to. I think, I think like, a couple months ago, you were more in the, like, I have to be perfect on my social media. Mm-hmm. And now, like, you're doing hilarious like little stories about oh my god my stories <laughs> i love my stories and like dancing on your stories which like you love to dance and like you're i feel like you're showing more of yourself now mm-hmm. than you used to if that makes any sense like mm-hmm. you you're like it still is picture perfect because you're just like that's just who you are you're like you're a creator you're a photographer like you have a way that you want it to look but but i feel like mm-hmm. especially on your stories um i mean twitter you were always that way but on your Instagram stories, I feel like you're definitely showing more, like more of yourself in other areas of your life that you have that you may may have not shown before. I think it was because like a couple of years ago, like I was doing YouTube and I tried to curate it strictly like for that and not let so much of my personal life shine on it yeah, kind of thing because I thought that's how I would grow on it but um, turns out that's not what people cared about yeah and like even so. how you like craft your your pictures like even if you're shooting like I liked. I think my favorite post that you've done during quarantine was your Sunday series, I think. Oh, it was yeah, like a picture with- of like a picture of your outfit, a picture of like books, a picture of your laptop on Pinterest. Like it was just very like it was cool to like see that side of you. Um and I just think the way that you like take photos now, like you show more of your personality in them. A lot of it's on a lot of it you can tell what's on my iPhone, I feel like, and what's on my actual camera too yeah. and I've let a lot more iPhone kind of stuff in there for you I feel like change your mind about what you want your social media to be all the time and you won't stick to like one thing with it so which is an accurate representation of who you are as a person <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like it accurately represents me but I just I just I think I I'm stuck I don't know what my audience is I want my audience to be people who come to hear my music, but I don't, I don't know how to portray that without just sharing cover after cover after picture. And you don't have tour photos and yeah, stuff like, and like that. I want to show my life and I like, I like, I've, I've got a couple ideas in my mind, but they're not music related. And I don't know how to incorporate that into my post. And I guess I don't mm-hmm. have to all the time because like, I am still a person. I'm I'm a person outside of my music, but mm-hmm. I just I'm I've been struggling for probably like uh, I don't know since I started taking Instagram seriously, and <laughs> I just I still can't find my voice on it. I guess so. I'm still working through that a little bit. I've wanted to use quarantine as an opportunity to try new things, but here we are, no makeup. I just like don't have the motivation right now. So no, I get I get that. We'll I get see. That. What do you admire most about me? Oh, I'm so tired of talking about you. I'm just kidding. I think I think I admire how you push other people to like achieve their goals because like you're so you're like we've already said you're so driven in your own artistic ways and so I think it's cool that you can be that person for other people to push them because mm-hmm. you know what they're capable of and you can see that as like an outsider and so I think I think I admire that most about you. For you, it's your gentleness sometimes. Um, sometimes. When you're, not like, when, you're not like an, when you're not acting like an Aries. <laughs> 
Uh, and you you are protective of your friends, but at the same time, like like if I was to go with you with a like an issue, like you're not gonna you know how people react to certain things, so like you're not gonna do something that you know is not gonna work for them. Like with me, you know that I have to learn lessons the hard way, so you're not gonna sit there and tell me I should do this, which is what I probably really should do. But you know that I'm not gonna listen to you that way, so you still. Su- like support my bad decisions. Wow. <laughs> this is not I good for me. Yeah. No, I'm I like, I, like I know that you're gentle. I, even if I tell you to do X, Y, and Z, I know you're going to turn around and do the opposite. So I'm like, well, she's so she'll tell- figure it out. And like, but if she does X, Y, and Z and it might work out. So I, I think I also like try you're and trusting. So, I, I'm very trusting. <laughs> how are you really? I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel as of lately. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here. You're definitely the person that would say I'm fine, even when they're not fine. Who, me? Yes. Yeah, I, I am. Um, I am stressed um, and not even like about work. I mean, I am like I, that has its own set of stressors, but it always does. I'm I'm stressed about like life because I don't like the unknown, and the situation is very unknown, and I don't like feeling trapped, and I don't like things out of my control to an extent. So I'm just feeling stressed because I don't see an end in sight. So, yeah, this is such a cute game. I know. Like, I know. It's a fun, like, I think that would be such a fun date night or like yeah. a girl's, like a girl's Zoom meeting since that's all we can do. <laughs> they have a Bumble expansion pack for the dating. For the daters of the world. The daters of the world. But yeah, that has been, uh, we're not really strangers. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't, I'm so sorry, but at least you know a little bit more about Hannah and I. Hopefully we gave you guys some sound advice. Our survival guide tip for this week would probably just be to embrace vulnerability because I feel like this was a vulnerable thing for us to do to open up and talk about these things, especially for everybody else to hear because a lot of people who will play this game, like you're only playing with one other person and that's the only person that you would be able to hear and hopefully you guys feel like you connect with us better and understand who we are just a little bit better. I thought it was really fun. And I would recommend purchasing for a date night or a friend friend hangout or something because it was it made me think in ways that I don't like to think. So and we didn't do all the questions like the that was just a handful. Yeah, the there questions. were there were probably like a hundred questions left. Not even joking. Yeah. There's so many yeah. in that box. So I'm I've heard people doing this game with like their parents even too. And that's a good idea. So. Yeah. Or siblings and stuff like that. Just yeah. if you're not close to your siblings or parents, like it's a good way to get to know each other, especially in this time. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us along on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and on our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out, guys. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Uh-huh.